I'm somewhat of a sailor myself. <laughs> you took that from me. I said that, dude. This you did, dude. I, I thought I dreamt it because, dude, I was super drunk and I passed the fuck out when we first watched it Friday night. But uh, I said, did Josh tell me this? I'm going to take it. But what have you been up to, Zach? Just, uh, just living life, man. I can't believe it was a week ago we saw you. Was it? Yeah, it was only a week ago. <laughs> yeah, That's crazy. It feels like a and month. You left your hat. I know. Oh, you I did. almost went back for it, but I was like, they can bring it. Yeah, I'll bring it. It's still sitting on the the high chair, or the yeah, the countertop chair over there. I was like, damn. Don't I guess your, he, what's that? Don't rub your dick on it. I won't, dude. I'll just my balls. Mm. Now we have to rub our dick on. It. <laughs> what are y'all been up to? Y'all just fucking chilling. Yeah, man, chilling, killing. Mom's birthday that we went to and fucking raged at. Mm-hmm. Did we? We raged the hell out of some fucking at. cookies and key lime right. pie. That's for sure. Key lime pie. That was a good pie. That was an amazing pie. Pretty sure Josh and I finished that off that night. Y'all did. I don't even. I don't even remember what I did this. Yeah. Fucking. I just. It just felt like a weird week for me. One of those weird. I know I was doing stuff, but it just, I don't feel like anything was memorable. I guess the only thing I could say that was memorable is I did finally watch that cinema Paradiso. Which, oh, which finally. Beautiful movie, man. It's a beautiful it story. Is. It just, I almost cried at the end like like Toto did when he finally saw the reel that old Alfredo put together. I mean, there was something that technically happened last week whenever I got profiled. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Over some Betamax tapes. He did not yeah, get profiled. Man, like he can't he, yeah, he man, didn't. He's, like, he's, he's paranoid. <laughs> but, uh, I I uh, I conferred with my fellow um industry professionals and they feel like he was profiled. I'm pretty sure that based off of you saying that, all of y'all are dumbasses. Like <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, man, that's your opinion. I know what happened. I was standing there? right there. Were I you? basically talked to her, too, bro. I can tell. Mm-mm. Bro, you just have too much of a chip on your shoulder, dude. Like, First of all, first that's of it. All, like, you you look like mm, you're not brown. Damn, like he's, he's, now he's segregating you, bro. Damn, bro. Damn, that's bro. racist, just, dude. You're being how racist against me. That's how it perpetuates, bro. <laughs> the, race, the race and prejudice just keeps, like, it perpetuates further and further. It subdivides further. into the subdivides. He's like, you're not brown. Oh, he was like, but I, we have the same last name. Doesn't matter. You're not as brown as me. But then he goes into another level. He's like, bro, you're not as brown as me. I'm dark brown. He's like, and then it just keeps going and going and going. Mm-hmm. That's that's why there's so much racism in, in like Hispanic culture. It's true. Like, that is hate true. Each other. Very much true. Very much true. But clearly not as much as you hate yourself because you think you're getting profiled. <laughs> Because yeah, I hate myself. I know that I'm being profiled. <laughs> Bro, honestly, if anybody had witnessed it, any normal person, they would have been like, what? You know, I remember a time that when I was a, a young man, a younger man and doing, you know, security work and, and I had to make this apprehension on a, a female. She stole like $800 worth of clothes. But... She told me the only reason I stopped her was because she was Mexican. And I'm like, oh, the $800 worth of clothes you stuffed in your purse was not the reason. It's because you're Mexican. Okay, gotcha. 
Um, so sometimes it, you know, the tactic doesn't work, right? right. Like, it's like, it's like, wait, wait, you're, I, I told her, wait, so you're saying that all Mexican steals because that's, I caught you for taking stuff. And then Here's I told her what, what my name was and she goes, you probably can't even speak Spanish. And I was like, this motherfucker. She was right. <laughs> but the um, racism again, the racism was like, you probably don't even speak. But Spanish. but then again, she stole. So it's like, what, what is it? <laughs> what are we spit, splitting hairs here? Yeah. I was right. You were right. Like, what, what are we doing? Like, Here's the last <laughs> thing I'll say about Josh's alleged profiling incident. Uh, you weren't going to do anything wrong. You, I know. It yeah. So why do you care what anybody else thinks? Why let it affect you to any degree? You know I your mean, intent. So who cares what anybody I else's intent is? Any help? That was the thing. Let him live his like, life, was, bro. Let him have his injustices. I if I needed, if I needed a basket or I needed more uh, extra hand, I would have asked one of y'all to hold. Whoa, it, whoa, okay? whoa! I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly. doing that for you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not providing exactly. world class customer service. Why would she? Because she's providing world class customer service. Well, but it doesn't matter. I don't do the. But, you know, I don't even do the base customer service at my just job. Just because like, you're a fuck, piece bro? of shit doesn't mean everybody else has to be a piece of shit. Nah, man. Nah, this you you are stretching it. Too no, but bad, but man. the baseline is why care what someone else thinks if you weren't going to do anything bad? It's not that I don't care because no, perception is reality. <laughs> yeah, perception is reality <laughs> only applies to yourself and how you perceive yourself and other people's perceptions. No, and she perceived me to be a very uh, steely type of person. Bro, you're putting a lot of like your own internal dialogue on that, dude. Probably, probably, probably. Look, look, look. No, but if we change the perception of it, she saw me as a helpless piece of shit. So, which is worse, that I'm profiled or I'm a a helpless piece of shit that I can't Again, (laughs) why do you care what someone else thinks? Who couldn't hold three beta maxes in one hand? She's like, look at this beta holding these beta maxes. He needs. Help. Maybe she was attracted to you for all you know, and she just wanted mm. an excuse to talk to you, bro. Like, well, that's too bad. There was a lot of that going on there. There was one guy that was attracted to everybody. So, like, there, there was yeah, that guy needed. Still kind of creepy, help. creepy. Still very much so. I was getting too close to me. I was like, bro, just I don't give stand me a second. so like, close to me. Pretty sure he was checking out your ass crack one time when I came around the aisle. I'm pretty certain, bro. I wear longer, I'm bigger shirts. I don't know how he saw my crack. Oh, he was my hoping. Crack. Maybe he was hoping for some ass just crack. for a peek, dude. Yeah, yeah, just a tiny. He's tiny like, is that the color slit. out of space? <laughs> the color out of space. The deep, deep well of my hole. You know. <laughs> He's like, I think I hear my dog in there. <laughs> What is so that? What, a little coffee? A little coffee yeah. got there. Mm. What 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 do we call this this uh, curation, Josh? No. Eldrick Core. I get. I call the cosmic cosmic core. I think I later found out that that lighthouse one was more of a psychological horror. I feel like. Well, I mean, what is y'all? Th- I mean, I don't know. I feel like it could be cosmic. I mean, you have like apparently the call to Neptune and and mer and mermaid showing up, and who knows what was inside that light. But I was, bro, he was like drinking turpentine and shit. Like, you don't think that has an effect on your mind to some degree? I think it probably, I think the isolation probably has more of an effect on mm-hmm. that too. Well, it's it's the Halloweenies. Halloweenies back, baby. That's all I'm, you know, 
Cosmic horror, Spooky psychological scary, horror, horror. It doesn't matter, man. We got the weenies back. Mm, I love, true. I love Halloweeny. It's the best time of the but year, yeah. dude. It is a spooky season. It is. Feels good. Just I'll never yeah. forget the time that Josh was fucking a true Halloweeny working at the fucking Spirit of Halloween store. Mm. Dude. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, that was like your first job, right? I'm sure we hashed this out it last is. year. It is my first job. I don't know what they told us. I honestly don't know what our what our fucking what our duties were when I when they're like, yeah, just put on this vest and help guests. I'm like, Simple. okay. Simple. It was super simple. I remember this one time we went in the back and there was like a shit ton of boxes. Like it might have been the fucking bail. I don't know where we were at, but I remember we slacked off in the back for so long. We just laid on these boxes and we we're just like, yeah, we should probably get back to the floor. What? No, there was no supervision, dude. It was just a bunch of people my age, like 16, 17, 18, just chilling. So which one do we want to start with in this Halloweeny season? Um, Kicking it off, yeah, kick off. The- Lord Zed, cue, cue some uh, bats flying, or uh, I don't know, some thunder and wailing. Yeah, yeah, something. Oh, wailing for sure, because it would fit one of the movies for sure. Exactly. Fucking that sound, dude. <laughs> oh, the foghorn. Yeah. Dude, seriously, dude. Oh, yeah. Although it also felt like it was ready to bust into like a some kind of like techno beat or something. Oh, I was ready. It reminded me a lot of uh, what was uh, that German attempt? That German the, war movie? Uh, All Quiet on the East Western Front, or is that what yeah. it was? Yeah. So so let's give the setup, Josh. These are your movies, right? Uh, I've always had a very, I guess you could say, like attraction or yeah, attraction to these types of horror stories just because it's just so unexplainable you know it's like most most of the time it's like oh the killer did this and, and he had no reason he's like yeah that's a little crazy and no closure was made between any whatever because they just wanted to kill uh these ones are just so baffling to me because these things just happen and there's beyond our understanding and it's usually makes us feel like a tiny little like nothing we feel like nothing and and maybe because i i felt like this whenever we would hear horror stories in general and you're like these things are beyond our understanding you're like i am genuinely terrified right now <laughs> you know i don't know about y'all how y'all came about y'all's taste in horror and what what, what y'all like specifically but that is generally how I got my taste in horror was just unexplainable things beyond our understanding. Personally, I don't like horror. Really? Because you because you are a whore. Dude. Oh my god, a whore! You're a whore. A whore. I find it. I find most of the time it's boring. Like obviously, movies like this are probably of the better category because it's you can more easily suspend your disbelief because you're like there's no like real explanation for what it is um but yeah no that's my number one problem with horror movies is like it's just extremely unrealistic you just can't get immersed into the story yeah well like sharknado or uh leprechaun five where they're in deep space and there's a leprechaun are you serious leprechaun in the hood bro there's leprechaun in the hood yeah like all kinds of things i didn't know they made that many leprechauns they did. <laughs> hmm. A weird movie, man. 
No, I think for me, horror, I mean, I've obviously kind of grew up on horror. And I think a lot of it was because we used to sit around and tell like scary stories. My cousins, even I even remember being at daycare and we would all sit around in a group. And, and as I've gotten older and, you know, seen more movies, read a few, you know, gothic novels and things of that nature, I realized just a lot of the stuff was being like what I thought these kids were telling these original tales were just things that had already existed. So. But I think for me, obviously, I like slasher films. Um, but really, the horror that gets me is kind of the stuff that's, I don't know. I don't know if it's because I saw it early on or I just had these weird dreams as a kid. But anything that feels like like a dream, nightmarish type. Like, I, I remember this one memory of being dropped off with this weird-ass family. And for some reason, every time I think of that memory, it reminds me of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, the way... It's shot. It's grainy. The the weird family in the table at the dinner time scene, like that's that memory for me. So like any movie that's like that, that seems gritty and like a nightmarish memory. I, I kind of really like like those movies. Um, but you know, we talked about this last year. I I kind of gotten away from horror movies, so I like kind of like when we do the Halloweeny stuff, just to watch and see what's out there and kind of remind me of my first love of horror movies. I really, we really, me and my, me and your sisters really grew up. Like, I mean, I loved horror movies. We used to watch all kinds of fucking horror movies for whatever reason. Yeah. Like for me, like I, I've said this to junior before and if I were ever to make a short film or anything j- just to generate money, just because how have, if you ever look at how much money we probably said this on the podcast before I have, how much money an actual horror movie makes, even though with the amount of uh, money they put into it, they make so much money back. It's it, and it's usually just cheap. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Cheap jump scares and cheap little things like that tricks. So it's like, if you're able to put a, a, even the slightest effort into it, you would make a decent amount or it would just be a, a popular enough to be a cult classic. In my opinion, but that's why I, I mean, if I were to have time and into a project like that, I would do it myself. Would it be also more cosmic horror like these movies or would you go with the more traditional, like you said, you mentioned jumps, jump scares and things of that nature. I mean, if I have the ability to do so, I would probably make it into a cosmic horror, but I feel like I would have to just refine that into to such a degree because, like, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, w- I guess I would have to read more H.P. Lovecraft stories and and just get the the, the sense of well, the the certain elements and stuff. Right. But yeah, I guess uh, it would probably be a cosmic horror or just some so, cosmic horror or psychic psychological horror. You know, those two are always per- pretty good because it's just you against you, your you, the shit inside your head. You know, right? Which is kind of cosmic horror. You're you're dealing with what the fuck am I looking at? You know, this is literally the scariest shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. So I guess we can go ahead and start on the color out of space. Mm, you want to start with that one? Okay, I like this yeah, one more than I like the lighthouse. I think, mm. yeah, maybe because you could understand what they were saying. Yes, that. <laughs> Uh, yeah. That I mean, I hated I mean, Lavinia. I, which one was Lavinia? The, the was daughter, that the, the girl, yeah. the daughter. Okay. Yeah. Good lord. 
Yeah, well, yeah. I didn't. Well, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because before we really, I mean, we're, we're getting into it, but I didn't understand her Wiccan part of the whole. Like, what was that all about? Like, why was that so like important? I don't her? think it was necessarily like important. I mean, I think it was like uh, you can hold it up to being like, well, people who believe in science or believe in God and are faced with something that's so beyond their understanding and superstitious beliefs, it just fucking pales in comparison and has no power over it. I think that's what it may have been, you know, like, oh, I'm I'm doing this spell and I have these powers and it's like, well, clearly you have no power over whatever this fucking cosmic fucking horror is, this color that fucking opens a wormhole in space-time, like... It's all meaningless in front of something unexplainable. That's what I thought. Yeah, I like, if I had to explain, because like it, it is pointless in the movie. Like, if we had to really piece it apart, it doesn't, you know, really add anything. Nah, I think they also they. I felt like they added it just because it's like, oh, I swear there might be a story specifically that references the Necronomicon in. And H.P. Lovecraft, and didn't she have a book mm-hmm. that had that said Necronomicon? So it's, I, I guess it was just kind of like playing a little uh, homage, maybe. I guess possibly because I think that is one of his short stories, ne- Necromicon ne- or something like that. Yeah, the Book of the Dead or whatever they call it. And, and it was set in Arkham. It was, or yeah. I mean, most, but then again, most of his story. I, I want to say, if not all his stories are set in Arkham. Yeah, but they're not connected though. They're just in the same mythos. But um, did you ever read the the story, Zach? By any chance? No, you didn't. Um, did you read it? Yeah. Was it good? <laughs> was it better? Well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It it was pretty good. Um, well, like, what are the major differences in? And obviously, this is a modernization of the of the story, right? Oh yeah, the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I mean. I was I think this was written almost a hundred years ago, so I mean you can only assume that it was like I think in the book they said he's like oh at this one time this person in eighty seven did what you call it and you're like damn in the eighteen hundreds he's like fuck so they went and modernized this I'm like I don't think they needed to modernize it they could have just kept with the t- the old timiness of it to even add more of just I guess you can say, I don't know what you would say. This more to make it more a little bit more, uh, maybe not realism, but I don't know what I'm looking for into that. I, I just I felt like they should have just stuck with with the original uh, feeling of the time. They also did um, what was it? They so in the original story, they had this water re- reservoir guy starting out going to see the house that was already post out of color, out of space that happened. It was already grayed. It was ashy. And then he goes and visits uh, the character known as Ezra. But in the book, he had a completely different name. All the characters. Army was his name, right? Army. Army. Yeah. He went to go and visit army, which was Ezra in the movie. And Tommy Chong, they Tom. Yeah. I can't believe they got him. And he essentially goes and talks to him about the Blasted Heath, which is this area, which is where the color out of space happens. 
and he is telling the story and the events of all the things that happened over the past two years of the thing that happened to this family for two years. Then later it was like 50 something years have passed. And this is what, what was had happened. So it it is pretty different. And a- Amy is the one that's more, uh, what would you say? He's, He's the one that's really more part of the story, right. I guess you could say, more than the, the the hydrologist, I guess you could say. Yeah, it's just he's just but, basically recounting the story he heard from Army and all the other folk. Like everybody would, everyone would. There were all these whispers and lures, and and not a lot of them would add, like answer direct questions. And then he found Army, and he kind of filled them in the whole story. And um, so, yeah, it's. It's definitely, I, I agree with you. I think they could have done a, the move. It'd be good to see them make that movie in that time period. Um, especially like with the director that did the lighthouse. I, I've never seen the witch, but it's, you know, set in the time of like the Salem witches and all of that. And I, I hear it's a really good movie. And just even with the lighthouse, like we just know that it's set in that time period. Like I think, I felt like watching The Lighthouse, I was like, damn, if this director would do The Color Out of Space, there'd be a fucking great movie. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's I definitely like the, the short story better than the movie, for, for oh, sure. yeah, absolutely. And there was also those... The fucking movie, it felt like The Hydrologist or whatever his <laughs> name, whatever. It was just so like... Oh, what do you what do you make of this meteor? It's like I don't know. I'm a hydrologist. I know. I said the same thing. I was like, why are they asking him at this point? I was like, and then he's like, look at this animal we found. Yeah, yeah. And I was he, like, uh, bro, do y'all not hire anybody but the hydrologist to do everything in your town? He's like, it could buy crane, bro. He was doing everything. Like they were showing him yeah. everything. That was the crazy thing about the book. They even called scientists in from Arkham to go and examine this meteorite. Well, for, the, yeah, from was it Min- Minotonic University or something like that? Minotona. Oh yeah, yeah. They they actually called in, you know, scholars, not just a man that deals with water. You know, <laughs> if the water's contaminated. My God, man, and, and the, I think the saving grace, obviously, for this movie is, of course, Nicolas Cage, because whenever Nicolas Cage wants to act crazy, it gets pretty entertaining in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, I, I feel like when I we were looking for the movie, I saw a bundle and it like had this this movie, uh, Mandy, the movie you've mentioned quite often, Zach, and then another one called what was it called? Something like it was a weird, like looked like he had a sword in it, but it was again, it was like a horror cosmic adventure or something. And I'm like, uh, you know, this is a little window in, in uh, Nick's cage acting career where he's really, you know, doing a lot of these horror type movies. So I, I just found it, it probably, interesting. It was probably during like the era of whenever he wanted to write like a horror story. Cause remember when I told you he, he's obviously an eccentric millionaire and he like bought out like the most haunted house in America or something like that and lived there just to write the most, you know, to write his story. And eventually he just had to sell the house. Cause he, I don't think as far as I know, he didn't get anything out of it. He probably still has it himself of, of the story that he wrote. So that's probably during that time he made those movies, those weird horror movies esque possibly. I don't know. Hmm. Did you not, did you guys see that? This is, 
first in a planned trilogy. Oh, really? No, I did yeah. not see that. The director, he um, he's hoping to do a trilogy of Lovecraft adaptations, and mm. the next one he wants to be the Dunwich Horror. Okay. Ooh, I haven't even read that one. So, I mean, so, I, I, first time I watched it, I watched it at the Alamo, and they had, like, the whole fucking sit down with um nick cage and it, it was like a, 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 you're watching the screening of them oh. watching the screening so it's not like they're actually there but they were at another alamo i guess and they did the the showing and they had nick cage the director and one of the other i think the lavinia actress there and they were all doing like a little panel and the director talked about it wanting to uh to do the trilogy but I mean, okay. this came out in 2019, so it's been a few years. I don't know if there's anything in production. So you've seen this before? Yeah. Okay. What interesting things did they say, like, on that panel? Anything? Oh, I don't even remember. Nick Cage was dressed pretty interestingly. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, he's wearing, like, a fucking... A leopard print shirt? Please tell me a leopard print shirt. Something like that, and, like, a really? big-ass <laughs> belt buckle. <laughs> he's Centric like, millionaire, he's man. He's like, I'm Caster Troy. But no, it was, I, I, I like the movie. Like, I mean, that's the thing, right? Whenever you read something, you have your expectations of right. like what it is. And it always gets in the way of the adaptation. Because the adaptation can suck if you've read the story. Right. Man. No, And look, story obviously is more reflective and introspective, right? Like the characters are usually telling and, and, and you know, it's, it's all introspection and, and you know, a lot more, not even dialogue, just words to like make you be reflective of like what's being like told. And, you know, movies has to be action, right? There's got to be, you can't just have a dude sitting up there fucking rambling on about a story the whole time. Like, true. <laughs> that is true. Just be a man telling a story. But, you know, um, I, I will say that it, it felt like it could, like it was like on the verge. I, I feel like it, did a good job of like doing some callbacks to the short story and trying to like keep it modernized. Although again, Mr. Hydrologist, the, the fucking MacGyver of the fucking movie, I guess, apparently um, that just, you know, that wasn't, that was it, I, 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 yeah, regardless if it was, I don't even care that it's not really in the short story. Like obviously the short story, the reservoir is like the one conveying the story, but this guy was like, yeah, he, He's a hydrologist, and and they're telling him, "Hey, what? Check out the meteor. Check out these mutilated animal bodies." And he turned into like fucking, oh, a fucking detective all of a sudden, like trying to yeah. solve everything. Like, so I was just like, "Yeah, did they really need all? Did they really need his character? Not really. Like, I think no, they didn't need it. There was also the, the like, uh, like all the strange things started happening, but not a single one." were of the same mindset of let's get the hell out of here before it was before it got to that point, you know, the point well, I mean, of no return. You could argue that like they weren't in their right mind anymore at that point. Like true. Because you True. Because you saw that and they were with the water. Yes, and they yeah, exactly. The water that was the yeah. That they didn't they say like it was starting to mess with their the perception of time too. Oh big to time. Some degree. Like when she was like washing the dishes early on before a lot of the weird stuff started happening after her mom cut off the finger, she just stood there. Like zoned the fuck mm-hmm. out. Mm. That's true. It's just like it was tor- almost towards the end of the point of no return is whenever I was like, "Why aren't we leaving?" Like, 
we saw the weird stuff. I think it was when the parents came back from the from the hospital. And the, I think the two kids were already, or technically the three kids were already experiencing weird shit, but because the, the, he was already here, he what he was smelling shit, uh, Na, Na, uh, Nathan or something, right? Which was really Nahum, whatever. He yeah, was the one that was modernizing, bro. Shit. Can't be, yeah, right. Yeah, Nahum will buy a Jebediah and whatever Thaddeus, whatever. I forgot all the kids' names were in the book, whatever, but. Yeah, that I think that's another gripe of it is that they weren't all of the same mindset. But yes, you can argue that the water was fucking with them this whole time and the perception of time and manipulating them to some degree. Yeah, and also you got to remember they had left, right? Like, so the parents weren't there. So they come back and they're just, you know, they're upset at the kids and they're kind of like had each other, like they had laid little nuggets already, like, you know, the constant him having to fix the dish so she can do her work and her, you know, not feeling like she was the woman she used to be because her, her tatters got cut off apparently. Um, Oh, that's right. She had cancer. That's right. Right. That was like the, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So the tension was already there, you know, you know, her with the daughter, him with the son. So like they come back and it's like, Oh, our youngest is out here. What the fuck are you guys doing? Like, you know what I mean? They, they were gone for a lot of the shit that the kids experienced. And then they came back and it's, you know, it, it seemed like that effect of the, the meteor, the alien, whatever, the color out of space, like it, it, it heightened their insecurities or weaknesses, at least like the adults. Um, mm. Because they become very more agitated once they do get back and they just don't know why. And then, yeah, by that time, the, the madness has kind of taken them over, but it was really only the adults. The, the kids, I didn't feel like they, got as mad they were just experiencing yeah. a lot of it like the tr- like what was going on benny did say the time remember he did like it affects time like he said i went and fed the alpacas or went to look for sam the dog and then just like I, next thing i know it was nighttime well in the, i think in the mythos of lovecraft and all that stuff like the i, I think i mentioned it to you junior is like the dumber you are the less likely that you're going to be affected by an eldritch eldritch horror. And I was hoping that the kid that was smoking weed was going to be the one they, they would change it in the, in the, in the movie that, that he was going to be, Oh, un- immune to it because he's just being dumbed down by the weed. But, but yeah, that, 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 that is a thing in the mythos that the, the lower intelligence, the lesser understanding of an eldritch horror to place, to put madness on you. Just pretty interesting, which I guess maybe that just speaks to the fact that you know adults have so many neuroses and other things going on in their head. You going know what on. I mean? Yeah, make yeah. it complex, and then that's what feeds into that that horror and that psychological terror. Simple, simple Jack's like, man, whatever. It's just a dog, right? Like, because a dog probably <laughs> a dog probably scares Simple Jack too at times, right? Like, so it's just. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's pure. It's pure, and maybe that's why the kids weren't affected as much as far as the madness. They were just experiencing all the weird shit. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. it did again. It did yeah. fuck with their timelines and and things of that nature. Um, that little kid, though, I feel like I've seen him before, but like he obviously was the first one to be affected. Though that's the other thing, though. I mean, that kind of turns my statement on its head. But 
You know, he was the first one to really kind of... I don't know, man. He looked like an egghead. He had those giant glasses. So it's like, I guess that would make more sense. He looked like the intelligent type. You know what I mean? Right. Just, I mean, you know, you know, I could argue that. That he's, he was the, the smart kid, the, the the nerd. Get him, you know? He was, he was giant he, glasses. He was the brother from uh, Better Off Dead, building spaceships and shit. Yeah, yeah. He would be definitely be... <laughs> succumbing to madness first oh mike do you, do you, how much do y'all know about hp lovecraft like in general and how he gets how, uh, just in general yeah like his recent yeah that what i was about to, basically the only thing i know about him well i mean i mean obviously i knew he's like a, a writer and all the st- short stories even though i've never really read any but uh I was gonna say the thing I know about him is through the book, through that book, Love uh, Lovecraft Country, and, and the TV show. It kind of expounds on the fact that you know he was a racist, and so um, because that's the struggle with the character in the book and in the TV show. He, he's he's a black man who loves Lovecraft, right? So like, there's that Oof. juxtaposition of that, right? We don't know if this is 100 percent true, but you can just kind of get the idea of how why he writes these stories. Um, whenever he was younger, like his dad was like going crazy. Like he wasn't up there right in the brain. Right. So like his, his, uh, his, his, his dad was telling his wife, oh, you're sleeping with other women. Uh, Sorry, sleeping with other people and this, this and that. And just going crazy. And then they had to send him to a mental institution. And the same exact thing happened to his mother. But later to find out that it was just syphilis, you know, mm. apparently I, di- I didn't know syphilis affected oh, yeah. you going crazy and shit, but he obviously didn't know this growing up. So it was just a mystery to him. And people speculate that it was because of this, that all this mystery of madness influenced his writing into just these eldritch madness horror stories you know which is pretty neat to think of it but it's like damn you need this much shit to 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 affect you to make and to make a mythos art form you know what i mean like it's kind of it's kind of kind of crazy to think of it like that you know because with, with much pressure to make such a diamond you know because trauma bro because trauma pretty much i guess that's how most art is made all, or if not all art is made you know with a lot of uh trauma a lot of pressure a lot of stress a lot of past bullshit that happens to you and then you just refine that into an outlet and make a gym you know i mean i can't wait till you refine the pressure of your profiling into a beautiful piece of work (laughs) i don't even know what my art would be if i were to make such a literally whatever my outlet would be but i don't know it's just a, such an interesting little tidbit about hp lovecraft you know which again you can see it in this movie how the parents dive into madness and the children are affected they are being affected by this unknown meteor alien right but you know the parents are losing their minds literally um so and then eventually they're they're formed too which i found that interesting right and then the not only is the mom losing her mind, but then she, you know, being motherly becomes infused with her child and they become one again. 
And, dude, uh, that scene with her lapping the water, dude. That was unsettling. Yes. Like what? What are the? What did we not like? What did y'all not like about the movie other than the things we've already kind of talked about? There, I didn't like how the mayor was oh, not yeah, that a big was part weird. of it, even though they brought her into being like this villain, and then they had like this one thing that she was really behind the scenes of the contaminating of the of the water. Really, is what it was. Yeah, they they try to give her like this villainous status, and it's kind of like. But why? Like it didn't move the story along. It wasn't necessary. Um, and then that sheriff was a bumbling idiot that came out to the house at the end, right? Like, why was he a bumbling idiot? Well, like just how he acted when they went into the room. Like he. I mean, how would just, you act, bro? Like it was fucking insanity you have, there. You dude. have a shotgun, bro. You're the law. Like I'm sure he, you know, being that it's a Lovecraftian story, if that alien was a Man of color, he would have shot him very quickly. Like, you know, well, you know for, remember, he if he was a bumbling idiot, he probably thought it was a dog. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> he, he couldn't shoot yeah, the right. dog. One of the things I didn't like is Benny going down the water well. Like, what the what the fuck was he doing? <laughs> well, it, it's the madness, bro. Like, it, they're yeah, all doing true. things that don't make sense anymore because they're being affected on by the color, dude. Because he did say, "Oh, Sam's down there. I can see him." And they they cut to, and there's just nothing but water. And I'm going, "What the fuck?" I mean, even Homegirl cutting herself like that didn't make yes. any sense. I'm, it was all they were all being acted upon, but they were all going mad at that at a certain point. And it and happened pretty early on. Like the second, like the mom cuts off her fingers, everybody's already fucked. It was so bizarre is that the hydrologist told him, "He's like, she, well, she he told the girl, he's like, don't drink the water." stick to bottled proceeds to drink literally tap water for the rest of the, sh- the movie well i mean they all had already drank the water so like even in being told not to drink it they're gonna be like the influence to just keep doing that thing is gonna be happening he never had the opportunity to drink the water because he even told old chong that you should drink the bottled water but they were all at his camp and he was the only one that didn't drink the coffee. So like, he's the only one that never developed a madness, even though he was in the environment of the color. But didn't it eventually got him right somehow? It did. I mean, he You're left. talking about Ezra, right? Yeah. Ezra. No, Chong. Yeah. 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 He, because he was already, he had drank the coffee, which I guess that's one of the things that's conveyed in the story. And I guess like, as we're talking about now, I guess we could say, is what going back to what you said, Josh, why didn't they leave? Is that in the story? Like that's how the reservoir ends it with army is like, you know, army says that he, cause it was something that Nahum had said in the book or in the, in, in the story. It was like, it, 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 it draws me to it. And, and, and then when the reservoir was wrapping up the story, he's like army, you know, hope, hopefully he does well. The guys that replaced me, I'll have them go check in on him. But like, he, he he made that connection. It's like Army was affected by it, and that's why he he's he's still in that area. That why he hasn't left is because it, it draws you to it. So why Benny goes down the well? Why they don't leave? Like why fucking Nick Cage just starts sitting there and thinks he's actually talking to his wife and you know saying that the boy is in the well? Like that 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 being keeps them there. Like it keeps them tethered to it. I guess probably to suck its life forces out. I mean, I don't know. That's just yes. my theory, but uh, I think that's pretty much what it was. Because I think it—that's what it. Well, 
that's what they allude to in the books is just that it's sucking everyone dry and and, and in the book they uh wasn't it that it was slowly it, okay first it started off very good like oh we're getting a lot of vegetation where the fruits are very big and juicy looking and then they bite into it and it's like it tastes like nothing it tastes like shit you know yeah and then like it slowly progresses into things are starting to turn into ash they start disintegrating feather sorry uh like the the grass leaves are starting to disintegrate when they pick it up like even farm animals were starting to disintegrate which was i was hoping to see something like that but we didn't see the ash part until after the color out of space happens so it, it was a slowly deterioration into this place of just like it looked like a bomb went off or, or something was on fire and ash happened, you know? Yeah. And, and Zach, do you think or both of y'all, do y'all think that the alpacas, because, you know, she mentioned he goes, oh, it was the Egyptians knew what they were doing. And she's like, oh, great. Uh, that's society. Or no, it was the Egyptians or the Mayans. Mayans, right? Yeah, probably. The Mayans. Mm-hmm. She said Mayans. And he's like, oh, great. A civilization that's been wiped out. Do you think that was to like relay the fact that the Mayans, you know, there's the theories, conspiracy that they had interacted with aliens? Because even the way the lights were set up on the backside of the house, it, it seemed like it formed some kind of like pyramid or, you know, like Chichen Itza, like a, a pyramid like that. So I, I just was wondering, because at first I was like, why the fuck are the alpacas such a big part of the story? Remember, like, because he's like, they just kept saying the alpacas, the alpacas. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I don't know. Maybe if it's a homage or an allusion to some other Lovecraftian story or because of the Mayan aspect and trying to tie or insinuate that, you know, we, I mean, we know why the Mayans got wiped out, but like, you know, that there was some I, kind maybe, of connection. I, it's possible. But I think also like recently in recent years, especially back then before the pandemic, a lot of people were like really <laughs> obsessed with, alpacas for some reason oh really yeah hmm. which i mean they seem like a very you know upper not even upper middle class probably like lower rich like white family like mother yeah, was like she was a finance was and forex trader dude yeah that's what though that was one of the things when we were watching i was like she was like r- r- rambling off some stuff. I go, well, we probably need to get Zach to explain what she was saying because like she's she's yeah, like saying all this stuff. She's like, talking about pips. And yes, shorting. yes, pips. Pips are a forex term for the spread on the fucking like currency. Hmm. Now there's there's no finance things in movies that are gonna get past us anymore. That's what I love. Between Josh's Star Wars knowledge and your finance and my random like nothingness, like we're gonna. We've added another layer. So, any other thoughts on out of out of space or color out of space? Did you did you like the color? That they the color was nice. Yeah, thank you. Do you think Mandy's better? Because like I, I really yeah, interested in watching. Better. Oh, really? Yeah. Does it fall in the same type of thing, or is it a different type of horror? It's kind, I think it's, it's kind of the same, but okay. also different. Same, same but different. But different. So the lighthouse, Robert Pattinson and Willem Joshua. Willem the friend. Willem definitely looked like a crazy bastard in this movie. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this was this after was, Aquaman? I'm uh, guessing. He was I don't in even Aquaman. Know what year was? Yeah, he was. Um... God, you guys watch too many superhero movies. 
I mean, I've I don't think I've ever seen Aquaman. Okay, okay. <laughs> I just I just I just know William Defoe was in it. Like he's he's the uh, like he's the ocean. What was his name? I forgot what his name in the comic books is, but he's the one that like kind of betrays Aquaman. Black Manta. Is that who it is? Probably. I mean, that's the only villain I know of. Aquaman is Black Manta. No, no, he he was like the guy that kind of raised Arthur, and then kind of betrays him. Like he was. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. Not raised him, but like over, like watched out for him and stuff. So, but yeah, so I I thought it was probably the same time frame because, you know, it'd be great. You know, he was a he's a Atlantean and he's also a sailor, who may or may not have been having sex with a octopus. I, I don't know. I don't know. Because they don't show you what's in the lighthouse. So, hell of a MacGuffin is what I told Josh. I was like, it's the hell of a MacGuffin. That's what drove fucking uh, Winslow the whole time. Oh, Robert Pattinson's character. He wanted to see what was in the lighthouse. And I was it destroyed him. I, yeah. I, I kind of, I said this to Junior. It's like, it reminded me a little like a Promethean story, you know, like the guy, the man, Prometheus wanted the flame to give to humanity. And then towards the end of the movie, you know, his get is getting his, his intestines ripped out by, by seabirds, you know? Mm, yeah. So it, it's similar in that sense, you know, but Zuni was saying it was also layered. I'm like, I missed a lot then. I don't know what else. Yeah. Cause I think be. they referenced Promethean like during a poem or during like, one of those, which I did like their interactions of their like ranting and ravings and them getting drunk or just, you know, going off on each other. But I think, I think one of them had re- mentioned that. Um, maybe it was when, uh, oh, Willem DeFriend was uh, harking down the curse on ne- of Neptune upon him because he said his cooking was shit, you know, like. I don't know. I feel like the movie was really try hard art film type of movie and just made it very difficult to enjoy like you really had to just be like from an enjoyment perspective it's a zero for me from a like artistic like if i'm viewing it from an art sake it's probably like a seven like from directorial and like art choices in that realm of like filmmaking i'd give it a seven as well but i did not enjoy it I would agree on that one part that you said that it's it's not an easy watch if you're going to try and enjoy it. Just be like, oh, it's a Saturday night. Let's go and watch a movie. Let's go and watch this movie about a lighthouse. And you're like, what the fuck did we just watch? Yeah, it's like, where did those hours go? (laughs) I'm not getting those hours back. I could have fucking gone to Blazer Tag. I mean, look, I, I was drunk the first time I tried to watch it Friday night. So and I didn't make it through. So, I mean, yes. It, it's it's not you you get you, to what y'all both said it's not going to be if you're looking for entertainment and a fun relaxing saturday night the lighthouse is probably not going to be your cup of tea right Mm-mm. if you um, accidentally rent it instead of the lake house you'll be severely disappointed <laughs> <laughs> well i mean there was a bit of of of, of a love story i guess a, a subtext love story um With- <laughs> it was kind of broke back lighthouse for a bit there in the movie uh, they hated each other. They what? did. <laughs> they, I mean, they they had that one dancing moment, but then they quickly were like, "Don't you well, look at me almost, like that?" Well, because he almost with Willem Dafoe almost kissed Robert Pattinson, and then he that's when he got defensive. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh 
Oh, I, it was always so, that cracked me up whenever he was going through like the ledger of like how he did yes, and everything. He's like, yes, and he would self. What, what did he call it in the? And he's like, he would self abuse in the shed. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking killed me, man. I was like, this this fucking movie's ridiculous, man. Dude, but I yet, would have killed fucking Willem Dafoe so early on because it'd been like they just. You went crazy because of the lighthouse and marched out to sea. Like, I, I could not have dealt with the shit that he was fucking... Like, I don't know. Was he gaslighting him half the time? He's like... Yes! He well, was! Yes, especially Whenever once... he went to try and... Like, he was trying to leave and he's like, you destroyed the ship. He's like, bro, you fucking did that. You did it. <laughs> yes. He's like, how long do you think we've been here? Two days? Five weeks? I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and it, it, it became all the more clear to Ephraim and every and the and like us as a viewer when he found that log and it's like oh yeah he's been gaslighting this dude so he can stay and keep doing the work but then he's writing all this shit that the guy's a, a, a lazy a, a laggard and all this shit so the guy withhold pay paid. like yes yeah. so yeah no definitely he was gaslighting the shit out of him just to use him for free labor so fucking William Defoe what a piece of shit. And also, how did he lose his leg? Was it broken? Was it gangrious? And like, I, I like that part when he's like, well, it's kind of hard to eat without teeth. And then, of course, William Defoe says, you know how you eat grass without teeth? You pull it out with your hands. And I was like, well, he did get him there. So, Jesus. I mean, I, I don't know how he lost his leg. Maybe he just was born with a bad leg. He was a pirate, bro. Just, a one-legged pirate. <laughs> Just had a story to tell, even though it probably wasn't true. Probably yeah. neither of those were true because he just made it up. Yeah, I think that's the piece where it starts to like, especially when Robert Pattinson's character really descends into like either madness or delirium. You know, he, he's like looking at him and then he turns to like a younger man, like William Defoe, and you're like, wait, what the fuck? And then it's him. And, well, and the younger he, guy is the guy that, that was Winslow guy killed. killed. Yeah. Right. yeah, Winslow's right. real name is like Tom or something. Yeah. He took oh, that yeah. guy's name. And that's why you keep seeing the logs, because he let the logs fall on the guy mm -hmm. when yeah. he was a logger in the, in the water. Yeah. And, and that was that's what I was saying. Like The fact that it was like, at that point, like things like he sees that guy, he sees himself, or it, you're like, oh shit, like, is, is this just in his head, the whole thing himself? I guess he's just going mad and there's nobody else there. Um, you can feel like that, obviously. It starts to feel that way. Um, you, you just well, that's what know. even Willem Dafoe said at one point. It was like, are you even here, Winslow? Or are you out in the Canadian wilderness walking through the snow, <laughs> mumbling to yourself? Yeah. Are you right now Leonardo's, Leonardo DiCaprio's character in The Revenant? Are you just <laughs> and you're dreaming of being at a lighthouse? Yeah, it took him too long to kill him, in my opinion, dude. Dude, that also, would have happened so quickly. Oh, also, what the fuck was up when after they fought, like, the final fight, and then he's like, all right, come on, dog, bark for me, woof. And then, like, he starts getting on all fours with, like, a fucking leash and shit. Like, what the fuck? I didn't understand Look, why that was the way it was. dominated him, dude. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, I felt like the movie had a lot of, like, sexual subtext. You know, now he's the dominant. He's the dominatrix, or the dominant. I don't know what the male version of dominatrix is, um, but yeah, he, he's he the alpha, dude. Like at the end of the, 
there's an alpha and a beta, dude. <laughs> That's really what it was. Like, I know. Especially I know, but... when you think about dogs, like there's the alpha yeah. male. And he, he proved it and then it became like animalistic, right? Yeah. No, for sure. No, but I just, anytime you use the Greek alphabet, I just always think back to an episode when you're like, only a beta would use beta, bro. <laughs> Every time I'm just like, I laugh, bro, because it just reminds me of a funny, funny time. Um, no, yeah, I mean, but also like even the them dancing together, I, I, maybe it's just the, the subtext of relationships is definitely through the, throughout the movie, right? Like two people, you, you're like, how they hated each other. I'm like, well, how many couples that are together hate each other? Like, right. but they stay together just due to necessity, convenience, right? That there's that aspect, and especially when they're fighting about his cooking, bro. Like that just seems like two <laughs> people in a relationship at their wits end. He's like, but you like my lobster? I know you did. I know you like my lobster, bro. Lobster is a metaphor for a penis too. Hmm. Well, and and Robert Pattinson said he would fuck a steak. So, being a lighthouse operator, you were technically a sailor, and I guess that was like a post you would get. I think so. Yeah, that's, that's how they made it. The, right, that's how they made it. They called him a wiki. I guess that's what they call him. Is that because like wiki, a, yeah. the the wick the wicker of a of a of a lamp? They call him mm. a wiki. I don't know. I just I just thought some of that like once you turn on the subtitles and realize what they're saying, you're like. Oh, okay. Maybe that's that means this or whatever. But uh, I would say too, like I told Josh this. I don't know if you would agree. I felt at times like the shots and things just felt like Wes Anderson esque. I kind of see that, yeah. Right, like and but good. You're saying like art house. Like I could just feel like the the framing, the different like way, like when he when he's sticking out of the foghorn cleaning it, Robert Pattinson. I'm like that just feels like a Wes Anderson shot right there. Um, and I also just felt like, why aren't these two guys playing a live action movie of the Super Mario Brothers? Right. Because <laughs> that would be like awesome. A gritty bro. fucking. <laughs> yes. So that seagull that with the one eye was that guy, that the head of that guy that he pulled out of that little crab's. Uh, did that seagull thing, have right? one eye? Yeah, well, it, it had it, one eye closed. Either it was closed or it was missing an eye. The one that he kills or the one that was yeah. in the water or the well? Okay. The one he kills. The one that keeps fucking with him. Yeah. And so that that person with the missing the head that he pulled out, well, that was like the old Well the, uh, the younger position of huh? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was the one that Defoe had killed before. Yeah, what did he kill him? Or was it just he said it was like a previous person that I don't know if he, did he kill him. I don't think he denied it, right? When when Patterson's character finally like called him out about it. I didn't have subtitles on. I don't know what they were saying. Literally eighty <laughs> percent of the fucking movie, dude. Oh <laughs> like, my god! You probably not to say that you would have been. I watched it in more, theaters but... before too, so like it was oh, okay. easier to hear it then. But like, it's just I was like, no. Well, I'm sorry that you had to endure this again, my friend. I liked it the first time <laughs> I watched it. The second time I was like. I don't know if I can watch. <laughs> this is a movie that I just never watch again. But yeah, he confronts him about it. He's like, after, you know, he was like. He's like, I found after- the head of, you know, yes. what's the last guy. Yeah. So I don't think William Defoe ever. But then I, I think he's alluded to that. That's when he was saying, is this just, you know, 
in your head or are you even here? I don't know. That is now like trying to think back of them about the movie because the way it's kind of shot and so like feels like reality is bleeding into each other. Time is warping. Like you, it's hard to, for me to recall when a lot of this is being said. And maybe that's the point of the movie that it just seems so like it converges on itself. Like you don't fucking know when was when and what was what. And maybe the movie's gaslighting the shit out of us. The gaslight. Maybe, house. maybe it was a metaphor for being in hell. Oh like, yeah. There you go. In limbo. Or uh, like Josh said, you know, fucking Prometheus getting Prometheus. his fucking liver eaten out on the top of that rock well, forever. Isn't that what happens in the, the the ninth ring of hell for the mutineers? Like, isn't that the like? Don't they have their innards eaten out? I don't know. Can we get a fa- can we get a fact, Jamie? Can we check fact check that? <laughs> Gates or uh, circles of hell. Jesus, I'm even looking up what happens when you drink turpentine. Because at the end of the day, that's what oh Ephraim Winslow did was he 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 became a mutineer. Like so, the, first one is limbo, and there's lust is the second. Third one's gluttony. Where you guys are gonna be? I'll be in greed, which is fourth. <laughs> and then so you're, right now he's gonna be in the fifth one, anger. And then also mm. I've seen you do heresy, so you'll be in six as well. <laughs> Damn, I am, uh, I'm punching all my whole card. I'm punching all the holes on this card. Eighth is fraud. What's that, what was seven you said? Violence. Mm. And then ninth is treachery, yeah. where there's a frozen wasteland occupied by history's greatest treasures or uh, traitors. Treasures. Well, what's the punishment in that ring of hell? Does uh, it say? doesn't really say. doesn't really let me, say. Let me find something else. Um, and obviously, when you, you read that, it's kind of like... Obviously, Dante, because of what Judas did to Jesus, you know, it's going to make tre- treacherous people be the, the, the ninth ring of hell. Well, I guess the, I guess the devil did the same thing, right, Lucifer? He, he, he tried That's to betray. That's down at the bottom, dude. Uh, okay, so the la- last ninth circle of hell is divided into four rounds according to the seriousness of sin. Though all residents are frozen in an icy lake, those who commit more severe sin are deeper within the ice. Mm. Each of the four rounds is named after an individual who personifies the sin. Thus, round one is named Cana, after Cain, who killed his brother Abel. Two is Anternoa, after Anthernor of Troy, who was Priam's counselor during the Trojan War. Three is Ptolemia after Ptolemy, and four is Judica after Judas, mm. who betrayed Jesus with a kiss. Dude, I sound kind of gay, dude. It's like his boyfriend broke him up. <laughs> I mean, the the man was a fisher of mans, and he was always chilling with twelve other men. Look, what do they, they say? Banged each other. More what do they say? They, that, ran, uh, they ran a train on Jesus. Jesus well, I was about to say, I'm coming. <laughs> uh, for the forgive them lord for they know not what they he's do he's like we'll just wait for the second coming <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for oh joining us this God. week folks <laughs> but well i was about to say you know how they say that history is written by the victors maybe that's what it was what you just said it's like 
the other eleven disciples walked in and found out that Judas and Jesus were laying with each other. So they were like, "Well, we got to give." We're going to kill both of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, no, hung, they, they hung Jesus. Judas and they fucking crucified Jesus. Yeah. Like, never Jesus. again. No, Jesus had a rule that there was no kissing at all, and Judas betrayed him by giving him a kiss. <laughs> He's like, "That's gay, bro. If you kiss, it's not what we're doing isn't gay." But the uh, kiss makes it. That that's that's too much. That's too much. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Oh, good times. So is there anything I mean, I know you mentioned the enjoyment of zero, art house film seven, direction seven. Like what what's the one thing that you did what what's one thing that's above a seven for you, Zach? Uh above a seven. I guess the acting's really really good. Like they're both yeah. doing a very good job, but I would give the writing a five mm. because I couldn't fucking understand what the fuck was going on the whole time. <laughs> sure. I mean, sure. They, but they, that, that goes into the artistic aspect yeah. of it because of how the lingo that they were using, you know, like if I, it, uh, it's like with a, a book they're teaching in a lit class at college, like you read it, you don't understand it. And the teacher explains it to you. That does that mean it's a good fuck? It's good writing, maybe, but it's not fucking writing that you know is accessible to fucking everybody. And I guess that's the thing about movies is what I forgot. Jean Renoir, I think, is director who always said like, art, like movies are like art, but they're not fully art. And I don't think it was necessarily about the accessibility, like, is the reason why. But when you said that, I'm like, yeah, that's why film isn't like like the Mona Lisa or, you know, other, you know, fields where art is like really considered art because sometimes a movie can't be that accessible because yeah. it gets too artsy or, you know, or has no plot. And it's just like, there's just, you know, there's just scenes up there and you're like, what the fuck is it? What did we just watch? Uh, which is kind of, it could be this movie, but I guess as we've talked about it and like you mentioned the log, so the symbolism, you realize now that, you have to probably watch it twice for you to capture a little, like kind of understand what happened. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's about Ephraim and him running away and trying to find purpose. Well, run away and create a life from the shell of a life that he had already created as Tom, whatever his name was. Um, but ultimately realizing that even with a new name, he's still that Tom, like he's still, he can't uh, escape the Island. He, can't escape who he is and the island and yeah and and, and it's kind of weird it's not weird but like it's interesting that the you know the guy he reports hmm. to his name is Thomas the guy that too. he killed before he died he called him a dog oh oh yes and that's you know right what? they were probably lovers that's why he's like you dog Instead what do you say he's like bark Also, that didn't look like it was William Defoe laying on that fil- on the floor at that point. William Defoe swore that he would never act like a dog in a movie, and so they had to fucking cast <laughs> a secondary actor to do that. <laughs> oh, dude! What did y'all think the actual lighthouse represented? What did what did y'all think it was? Salvation. 
and I mean, ultimately, that's for a sailor. That's what a lighthouse was, was the salvation of knowing you weren't going to run a fucking aground into a fucking cliff or something. It was there to guide you. So um, that's I mean, that's what I would think. And just the way it plays out in the movie, that's what Ephraim Wilson was looking for. Salvation from who he was. But ultimately, you can't find salvation, you know, if you <laughs> if you're destroying yourself. So. Yeah. What do you what did you think? I wasn't really sure, to be honest. There's a lot like, of sexuality. Did, sure, you know, there was in there. That that is in there. I say I I mean, he did see or I think he, once he saw it, he did see obviously a revelation of himself, what he truly is, and then that he was really killing himself, and that's why he was getting feasted upon by the birds or something. I don't know. But you, what, what did you see in it uh, as a, as a, as what it is, you know, Zach? I think, I mean, if you think about how Willem Dafoe's character was up there and having like this ecstasy experience where it was like almost erotic. And then there's a scene where um, Pat, Pat Pattinson's fucking character is painting it while... Uh, Defoe's holding him there kind of plays into like the broke back theme, but there's also like an element of the light and like maybe like the glory of God being, mm-hmm. you know, like Moses looking upon the light type of thing. Um, so I don't know. I like, I, I feel like there's a mix between like maybe the light is like, the afterlife or like heaven or just ecstasy pure unadulterated i don't know something like that do you think that uh because it's the other movie that the lighthouse looks similar in like its premise the why i watched the trailer but it came out supposedly said 2018 it could that could be you know whatever like disputed but but it, it seems like it was almost the same story. So I just don't know if this is a tale that's told in like seaport towns and things of that nature. You know, the, I'm sure there's just a lot of like lore around like people being in the lighthouse and going mad. I, th- I could be wrong on this, but I thought I heard this movie is based on a true story. Obviously oh, really? very, very loosely. Like, I think the original story is that, the old man does die, but he, I think he's slowly going crazy due to, I don't know what it is that he was going crazy from. Uh, he was thinking that he was going to be f- framed or, or pinned on for the death of the, of the, the, the wiki. Um, but I, I gotta, I gotta look that back up, but that's what I heard about this movie. But obviously they had creative Liberty to do whatever they wanted with this and make their own twist on it. But essentially he does die, but it's not by him that kills him, even though. So it looks like it's a re-envisioning of Edgar Allan Poe's unfinished short story of the same name. Really? Mm. Am I going crazy and making up bullshit? But they also, it says, source the plot from a 19th century legend of an accident on a lighthouse in Wales. So maybe that's where you got the. It actually happened. So I guess Josh, what what's the thing that you like most about this movie? 
Hmm. About this movie. Um, I think it was the psychological aspect of it that it was that both that they were well, it was mainly Robert Pattinson's character, uh, Tommy, that was the one that was losing his mind. Uh, was is is the is the main thing that I really liked of how it was giving me this feeling of just like mass confusion of what the fuck is happening and and being on my toes of like is it really that he's going crazy or is it really that willem dafoe is a giant sea creature or a science a deity or some degree because like at some point remember whenever he was beating him up he did look like he was turning into an octopus you know uh, the mystery of what the fuck is actually going on that is one of the major aspects of this movie that I really liked. It's just, we don't really know what the fuck was going on until like, yes, it was probably all the turpentine and the lack of actual food and everything that they were eating, you know, just drinking constantly. But yeah, that that's what I liked about this movie. What about y'all? Well, I know John, Zach already mentioned. I, I I think ultimately what y'all what y'all both said initially about the acting. I just I think that's what I really like about the movie. Like they both do a very great job in their acting. Now I did also realize towards the end that when you know Patterson's character really goes into full blown just delirium that he was from Boston. Like I I wasn't picking that up earlier on, and then at the end I'm like, oh, this guy's just he's got a Boston accent. So I was like, oh, okay, that kind of. Yeah, I guess I wasn't paying attention, but yeah, no, I definitely liked the acting, and 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 I, I, I would say I feel like this movie felt more like the essence of Color Out of Space, the story, than the actual movie Color Out of Space, just because of just how it all, the madness and descent and just the craziness, and you're you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, is this happening because of mental health, um, ingesting? things that they shouldn't be or is there something affecting them that is beyond our comprehension right so but uh i guess my question to both of y'all would be which one would be more scarier if you had an edible or were high watching the two movies probably the color out of space yeah i would say disturbing scenes yeah going into that that attic and seeing that thing oh oh yeah, I think it would, for me, it'd be the lighthouse because I think I would become disassociated. <laughs> it's like, I, I wouldn't know what the fuck. I'd be like, is this me? Am I in the fucking movie? Am I the sailor? Am I that sailor who would fuck steak? Yes, maybe. But like, Just uh, have another drink, you're crazy. But I mean, what y'all are saying too, though, like, yeah, seeing that fucking thing would probably freak me out too if I was, I'd probably have really weird nightmares about that, that, I, you know, once I went to bed. You said go to bread. Shit. Simpsons. <laughs> I don't know if it's lucky or unfortunate, but uh, the place called that's not too far from here. And I showed Josh some pictures. And uh, maybe next time you're in town, we can. They have like a lot of cocktail drinks too, like like nice little drinks. But uh, yeah, I just as long thought as there's about no that. booths, bro. Son of a. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my horror story that I would tell. Like that, that would be, <laughs> that would be one of your nine. That uh, would be his yeah. lighthouse. It would be yes. like, he's <laughs> stuck in a restaurant. Dude, that's the short booth. story we needed, like do, short film we need to make. 
The booth. Same thing, dude. Yeah, dude, the booth. It's a black and white. And it, as soon as I sit, it, it's just like variations of me just losing it. And Bro, Junior, you should write a little short story about that and just being stuck in a booth. <laughs> and the fact that people were judging me. But it's just me judging myself. They were side-eyeing me as I was (laughs) continuously struggling to get into this booth. You weren't you weren't far (laughs) off either, Josh. Like (laughs) I didn't have problem getting out or in, so that's true. And there's there's a scene and I'm talking to waiter and I'm just like, it's just food, it's making me not fit in this booth. And they're like, (laughs) take it away from me, it's trash. But you like our lobster. (laughs) (laughs) They they start gaslighting you, it's like, but the thing is perfectly fit for you. I don't see the issue in what's going on here. Like you're like this is you only your first even been plate. Here five minutes. <laughs> yeah, this is this is your first plate. He's like, no, but I'm full. He's like, you haven't even ordered yet. Oh god! <laughs> like we asked you if you wanted a table, and, and they just kept on feeding me and feeding yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was the nefar- their nefarious plan is that I just get stuck in the table. You just become a monument to the restaurant and they rename the restaurant to what the monument of you is. They call it Booth Boys. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, we already wrote the story. Someone finish it right now. (laughs) And this is exactly how the movie Tusk was made. Really? Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, they were like on their podcast just talking and like they they were high and talking and yeah, they ended up putting it up for a vote or something and they made the movie Tusk. So That's which awesome. would basically be like what you're saying. I would totally become part of the restaurant. You and that was the plan. become the table. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you become oh. the booth actually. And then you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You become the booth. I oh, would say yeah. the table. They're like, it's so comfortable. The <laughs> then you have yeah, to yeah, be I mean, on other people. Think about so. the horror of, being sat upon as people enjoyed the food that you can no longer enjoy yourself. Mm, yeah. But they, they shit right into your stomach. <laughs> they fart. Essence. Essence of food. Uh, I do have to say, I'm surprised you didn't mention all the farting in the movie, in the lighthouse, Josh. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of farting. <laughs> there a was. Of- there was a lot of farting. He's like, I can't stand your excessive farting. <laughs> Fuck. Again. Something just, just feels like a couple at their their wits end, like during COVID, would be like, "And you're fucking farting! I can't stand it." Well, that could play into into what what was going on. They were the possible, you know, sex of the octopus and and the and the probing of him, bro. That's why he was farting all the time. He had a lot of air in his ass. I don't mm. know. Yeah. yeah, is that how you always fart, Josh? You... <laughs> redacted, redacted, redacted. <laughs> <laughs> Like you just got <laughs> Oh shit, that's funny. It's fucking nine inch, dude. Like <laughs> pushed out a nine a niner, bro. A niner. How did it get in there, Josh? How did it get in there? <laughs> yeah, you keep saying niner, but I'm like, in length or diameter? That's what I'm trying to understand. Bro, how would that even be possible? Like, dude, nine inches in diameter isn't as much as you think it is, bro. No, dude, no. I mean, that's it's a fist. A, yeah, it's like a fist. Maybe. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. That's I a think long. I would that is a long, bro. It's probably half a fist if we're being honest. Like, bro, that's a I long. Would have, that is yeah, a hell of a dude, long. I would have to go to the hospital, dude. Which the, spoon? You know. <laughs> Did you say the spoon? 
Yeah, bro. That's <laughs> how you, you do it. Thing, you just dig it out a little bit, break it up. Isn't that a fucking Reddit story or some shit? Well, it's what they do out in the field, to- like like soldiers if they're constipated. Yep. Yeah, oh that's a whole. I swear, old, I heard. I didn't about, know that. I, was I remember the Reddit post about the wooden spoon to break up their poo. Yeah. Yes. That. Oh my. But that's God. in the toilet after it comes out if it's too big. Um. Oh, fuck. You know, now we're talking about the poo, but like again, metaphor. Like since it's an art house movie, like maybe that's what it was all about. Those logs that he saw wasn't the, the from him letting that guy die. It's just his shit, his fear of shit, and he then shit hits him in the face when he throws it up in the air. Or and maybe he was doing the backstrokes on that guy, and poop came out <laughs> and got all over him. And, and he looked back he at him. the guy as the logs were everywhere, and he goes, "You dog." <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, good times it's us we're fucking the elite movie uh viewers <laughs> who fucking dissect art there were feces art house critics over here and hollow and weenies don't forget the wieners that's right dissecting these pieces and we will be calling these feces pieces <laughs> feces pieces <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead and book that as the quote of the episode feces pieces <laughs> well uh any final thoughts on these movies uh no not really no, no. It's, interesting it's, foray yeah. into cosmic horror and psychological horror agreed it's not for everyone you know right what are we watching next week so next week on the as we continue halloweeny we're going to be diving into my double curated feature of some werewolf movies so mm, mm. the classic uh, silver bullet based on a stephen king short story starring Corey haim and gary Busey. really wonderful throwback to my youth i loved that movie as a kid and then also american werewolf in london so nice looking forward to next week and howling at the moon with teen wolf and oh. and, ba- and baby bro well, I guess until next See time. See y'all later. I'm a bit of a sailor myself. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>